1: Well, hello and welcome back to the Press Own Podcast right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Media and a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, welcome. We are so glad that you are here with us today, Tuesday, May 16th, or maybe it's even later in the week if you're uh, a listener who likes to listen uh, later on in the week, regardless of when you're listening. We're glad that you're here. We've got an exciting show for you today, jam-packed with lots of the latest from the AHL. Uh, if you're new to the show, I'm the host of the show. Uh, I'm also the lead correspondent at the AHL Report, uh, which is, of course, you can find us at AHLReport.com. My name is Amy Johnson, and uh, in this in this summertime kind of season, Patrick Williams, who is usually here for our AHL Hot Stove segment, it's kind of an extended hot stove season, uh, and so he's here with us uh, right from the top of the show again. Patrick Williams, welcome back. Good to have you here.
0: Uh, good to be here.
1: Glad to have you. I've, uh, have you caught up on sleep? We've we've uh, we're going to talk about this a little more here uh, once we really get started. But it was a, it was a bit of a late night last night in the AHL.
0: It was. It was almost um, pushing midnight on the West Coast. Just um, saying something, right? Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, midnight. Uh, yeah, it was a triple overtime, Coachella versus Calgary, number one, number two teams in the league. Um, Calgary's on the ropes now. So that's that's an interesting development.
1: It, it is, and and we're going to get into that here in, in just a bit. But yes, late light, light night for you. As soon as I will admit, I was not up for the end of that <laughs> one. Uh, and if I had, I would have been having nasty flashbacks to the five overtime saga between Lehigh Valley and uh, the Charlotte Checkers that happened a few years ago. So I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that I didn't experience this uh, and we appreciate you you taking one for the team. <laughs> um so in this in our first segment today we're going to talk a little bit about um we do have some Laval Rocket news. Should should kick things off with that. We have some Laval Rocket news in terms of two players who will not be back with Laval next year because they have signed in the last week or so uh, to play in Europe uh, next season. So we're going to talk a bit about that before we get into uh, discussing that triple overtime game against uh, from between Calgary and Coachella Valley, uh, what that means regarding that series, as well as taking a look at uh, the other three series that are currently in process as we kind of, hard to believe, start to get to the final games of the division final round of the Calder Cup playoffs. Um, and then after we take a quick uh, sponsor break, when we come back uh, for segment two, we're just going to take a, a quick look at the big news that came out of last week's AHL Board of Governors meeting. And that was President Scott Housen getting a contract extension. So we're just going to talk a little bit about that, what that means for the league, what that means for Scott Housen, what he's got ahead, what he's done so far uh, to, to get here and uh, and get the uh, listeners up to speed on all of that. So some pretty exciting stuff today. Uh, so Patrick, let's first start with two players who we know will not be back for the Laval Rocket next year. One of which is Otto Leskinen, which I think is, this is probably a, a, you know, while, while he's going back to Liga, going back to playing for Tapara, um, you know, I think this will be a, a nice kind of homecoming for him to go back to that league and, and he'll certainly be well valued there. I'm not sure that this is how any of us would have liked to have seen Otto Leskinen's path go, but between injury and and just kind of fighting for roster space in Laval, um, the writing was kind of on the wall with this one that, that Otto Leskinen likely wouldn't be back uh, next year.
0: Yeah, this one is, uh, I feel like this one's a, sh- a, r- a real shame, right? Like, yeah. Like- Had circumstances been a little bit different, uh, this could have worked out better. Um, obviously, a player playing one of Europe's top leagues, um, you know, long before he even came over back in 2019. Um, and then you know, that you know, he had that first season and that kind of runs into the pandemic, and then that's when I think things sort of maybe went off track a little bit, right? Like, Mm -hmm. not unlike a lot of players. You know, that disruption. And then he goes back to Europe last year, comes back, and then, yeah, this year there's injuries, and it just, it never seemed to get off the ground, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, now he's 26, and, you know, there's, you know, you got players now, you know, filtering into the system, you know, younger players. So um, it's unfortunate. Um, I think good for him mm-hmm. um, that he is going to, you know, one of the top, you know, European clubs. I mean, a team that every year is, um, you know, in the running, you know, obviously not only in their own domestically, but, you know, for the champions league over there. So, um, you know, it's home obviously, you know, as well. So, you know, it, it didn't work out well, I think for the Habs, but I think for him, um, this will be a good fit, right? Like,
1: you know, mm-hmm. he comes
0: back and he can, you know, kind of settle in there and, um, Really, you know, I think probably he'll stay there now, you know, for the rest of his career. Probably. Um, and, uh, you know, you can make a pretty good living over there in, in Europe, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's not a bad lifestyle um, by any stretch. and um, So, you know, it's just kind of where it ends, right? Yeah. Now, you know. It's a shame, though, you know, like, because I do think that um, had, you know, like I said, had things unfolded a little bit differently um there was a lot of potential there but you know you come in there's you know a a management regime change um Laval's going through its own changes and right uh, never quite the pieces never all quite came together at the right time
1: that's right the other player who uh is is now signed in europe as well um I this this was an acquisition that was kind of over before it began. Uh, it was a it was a trade that was a little head scratching when it happened. Uh, circumstances then around the player joining the team got a little weird, and then he spent the majority of his time with Laval in the press box. Uh, and we're talking about defenseman Frederick Allard um, traded. To the LA uh, from the LA Kings for forward Nate Schnar who had been you know a, a good good guy in the room, good veteran presence um didn't have quite the spark offensively this year that he had in prior uh, last year uh, for for Laval when he was traded to the team um and Frederick Gallard now uh, signing overseas as well for next season this was it was it was so bizarre patrick you know this the trade happened the canadians were on the west coast so instead of uh frederick allard coming and joining laval they first said oh well why don't you just come join the montreal team and you can make your nhl debut then we'll ship you to laval and they'll decide that you need to sit and be a healthy scratch for something like three it was like three to five games um that he that he was a healthy scratch before he finally played his in the AHL with the Laval rocket and then it was constantly uh, kind of in and out of the lineup from there it was just a it was a it was a bizarre time all around uh, between the trade and and Allard coming to Laval Uh,
0: yeah I don't I I, I don't understand this one at all Um, he's he's a top defenseman in this league right like Mm -hmm. he's if, if not a top two certainly a top four um, he was playing with a pretty solid Ontario team um, you know a lot of experience they um, bring him in you're like all right well you know they're really you know gearing up for the playoffs right like the right. Playoff run. you know the you know they move char you know as a forward and you're you bringing a blue liner somebody that you think can really stabilize that position and they played five games
1: yeah what, six weeks it, it was um, bizarre
0: and then like you said the healthy scratches and you know it it didn't none of it made sense to me no right and um i guess it's not a shocker that's well that's I, yeah
1: i think well, him signing in yeah. europe does not come as a surprise i don't think
0: he said, you know what? I'm going to choose some stability Yeah, my career, <laughs> you know? Um, I'm going to go to Germany and uh, – or actually, I'm going to go to Sweden, I should say, and um, and and go over there and, you know, play in the top league and, and make money and not kind of be on this, this roller coaster. And um, he's now going to Lilia and uh, there again, another team that's um, generally kind of uh, – one of the higher end teams in that league. Um, so, um, I think for him, this is, uh, you know, he's a little bit on the younger side, I would say mm-hmm. you know only 25
1: to be doing yeah. that move. Yeah.
0: But you know what? Maybe after you've kind of been bounced around you say, you know what? A two year deal to be in one place and kind of be one of the top players on that roster.
1: Not a bad doesn't gig.
0: Sound so bad. No. Right? And, um, you know he's he's a real solid. I mean, I've liked his game all the way back to his to his Milwaukee days. Um, you know, real solid two way defenseman, um, and I think um, you know good for him, right? Like you know, my, like I said, I didn't I didn't really understand anything about how he was utilized in Laval. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this is a case where I think a player takes his career in his own hands. And uh, says, I'm going to go look for something different. And that's exactly what he did.
1: Absolutely. So, best of luck to Otto Lesken and Frederick Allard as additional Laval Rocket roster news crops up throughout the se- the offseason, which we know that's going to happen much more rapidly over the course of the next few weeks uh, as we get closer to the draft. Uh, and so forth. We'll be sure to stay on top of all of that, but this, in this instance, it's not necessarily someone who has re-signed. It's two players who we know will not be back uh, next season. So switching gears now to the Calder Cup playoffs for, it is not the offseason for uh, eight teams around the league right now. Um, and this, as a reminder, again, uh, division final round is another best-of-five series, um, and you've already got Three of the four series that are going on right now uh, are series which have the potential to be over after the next game is played on Wednesday night. Um, Hershey has already gotten a 2-0 series lead over the Hartford Wolfpack, so uh, that means the New York Rangers affiliate is facing elimination Uh, The Rochester Americans have the Marlies up against the ropes uh, leading that series two to nothing uh, Toronto facing elimination on Wednesday night as well. Um, The only series that is, has not advanced that far yet is the Texas stars versus the Milwaukee admirals. They're tied at one game apiece. So that, uh, that series is going to go to at least to a game four, Uh, but their next game is on Wednesday night. But the one that's kind of the, the drama all the drama on the West Coast is the top two teams in the league in the regular season, the Calgary Wranglers, the Coachella Valley Firebirds. We, we've talked in past weeks, Patrick, about how both of these teams have, have had some tumultuous times already in the Calder Cup playoffs due to having to participate in the play-in round, getting through the division semifinals, um, and now facing off against each other. Coachella Valley has Calgary up against it, Leading the series now two to one after winning in triple overtime last night. I mean, talk about uh, talk about drama and intensity.
0: Yeah, I, I I was joking with someone that you know I was hoping that this would go seven games. Um, well, we almost got an extra game in the sense that it went to triple overtime. Um, so I feel like that sort of makes. A little bit of a difference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, this is just, you know, these are the clear two heavyweights of the league, right? Yes. N- not just the regular season. They've carried it right into the playoffs. Um, it's going to be a shame that one of these teams is done this week because um, either one of these teams, if they can get through this round, I think would certainly have a very strong chance to win the Calder Cup. Um, yeah. See. Them will not, so um, it's been fantastic. Uh, hockey really like you, you try to go through like both clubs' rosters and mm-hmm. you know, depth and their lines and everything. You, you try to pick apart, you know, okay, you know, are there or you know, where are the weak spots? And you just you don't find them right. And then, um, you know, you see, and this is a great example, right? And we've discussed this before of the Carter Cup playoffs are a completely different animal from the Stanley Cup playoffs. Oh, just for games. sure the real, like, swings that you can get in terms of the rosters. So, like, Andrew potter blew out his knee at the end of January. You know, it looked like that was at the end for him for this year. Well, uh-huh. Lo and behold, he comes back for Game 3 <laughs> last night. <laughs> uh, and, and and what a way to come back to your first game in almost yeah. four months. You had you, to you go through a triple overtime game. Um, Let's
1: really test your conditioning rehab. Yeah. Uh, Let's see how that went for you.
0: I hope he was... Well, conditioned for that going into it because that's right, that was quite the test. Uh, and then the, the next example of that is your parent club, so their parent club is Seattle. Well, Seattle mm-hmm. go, goes out last night, game seven against Dallas. That means that uh Coachella now can get Ty Cartier, who was the rookie of the year in this league and obviously you know made quite a name for himself in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yep, and uh, Jesper Froden. Um, who's another top line player um so that all of a sudden like, like you've added like three first line players yeah to your roster midway through the playoffs um
1: that's not a bad deal
0: that's not a bad deal right it just goes to show you like you know some teams lose players you know some teams don't gain any that's just status quo and then other teams get this this windfall right and that's it's, right it's it's why trying to you know have any sense of how the, the Colorado playoffs will unfold is is really like a fool's errand just because it's just not, um, yeah. you, you can't predict a lot of stuff because, because you know, so much depends on what's happening with the NHL club, right? Like that's right. The NHL team goes home early. That changes everything. If they go and run, um, that changes things the other way. And, uh, you know, so like you look at Texas, for example, like, you know, their parent club is still in the playoffs. That's right. Um, they're the only team that that still applies to Um, everybody else, you know um, their parent club, you know, everybody else in AHL still playing their parent club is now home for the summer.
1: So
0: Mm -hmm. um, that leaves Texas a little bit more vulnerable in the sense of, you know, potential call-ups and things like that, you know, and you know, so yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird league in that sense, right? Like you just don't know day to day, Where rosters are going, and then you're dropping players in into the middle of the playoffs. Um, You also have, like, you know, Coachella. They added Shane Wright, yeah, before going into the playoffs. Um, You know, so that's the top prospect. They added a couple other guys, so it's 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 just a different, yeah, different beast altogether. And um, and the Wrangler,
1: go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say the Wranglers don't benefit from that because Calgary, the Calgary Flames, didn't qualify. Um, so you know they the, the Wranglers have been working with their with their roster. While it's a very very good roster, it's, you've got the 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 AHL MVP in net. Um, they haven't had that that fl- influx of players coming down from the NHL mid playoffs.
0: Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, it's it, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. Just like and then you look at kind of across the league. You know, like, you look at Toronto, for example, now they're down 2-0 in that series, but now Joseph Wall's coming back. That's right. That's a guy who's just literally played in the last game, Stanley Cup playoffs for the Leafs. Um, You know, he's going to come in now and try to save the Marley season. So, um, yeah, it's just, you just never know in this league, right? Like, you know, and that's just the rosters to say, nothing of like, you know, this is a league where you have a lot of young players, you know, so they're un- they're more unpredictable you mm-hmm. have rosters changing and you also have this this variable best of five series like yeah you know, I feel like the the Calgary Coachella series really is only started to kind of really find its footing and now Calgary's already up against elimination
1: well right? that's that's a thing too like okay let's play devil's advocate here for a second we all know that um you know I'm happy to admit that I'm not a fan of the best-in-three play-in round. I think it reduces parity in the league. And I think that it it takes away from, you know, there's plenty of people that view the play-in round as not really the start of the playoffs, that the playoffs don't really start until the division semifinals. So, you know, could they, could you make a case to say, let's ditch that play-in round again, uh, go back to how it used to be, and and instead let's, make those division series, both the semifinal and this division final series, a best of seven, like it is in the NHL, because a best of five for teams of this caliber, it's a really tough pill to swallow that in game three, you've got three teams that are facing elimination in game three of their series.
0: Yeah, you know, I've heard the pros and cons of both approaches. Um, You know, um, I think it ultimately probably comes down to, you know, who benefits and who, who it works out for, right? Like if, right. if you're if you come through a, a quick series and you win it, like you think it's great, right? And if you're <laughs> a team on the other side of it, you know you're like, well, it, this is a bummer, right? Like yeah, when we played all all season and now our season's up in smoke pretty quickly. Um, and as far as you know, the playoffs, not really counting in that playing round. Um, well. You know, we saw with a team like Rochella Valley, like they almost saw their season go up in smoke. Yeah. Like they were three games into the playoffs uh, against a seventh place team like Tucson. And um, they were playing for their season, you know, and then like, you know, they were barely kind of knew what hit them. And, you know, one bad game put that them in that position. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think fortunately for them, they were able to come through that. And, you know, the the interesting stat with them is that uh, coming into this series, three out of the eight games they had played were elimination games and it was them facing elimination.
1: That's crazy. Um,
0: so in that sense, you're getting a lot of high pressure um, very early and very often. Um, but it is tough. Uh, you know, me personally, I mean, I always love best of seven. I, I kind of like how the storylines unfold. And, oh yeah. Uh, like that that slow boil. And then, you know, kind of, you know, as well you, by the time you get to five six and seven it's like you know it's a full-blown series and you know you, you have all these you know storylines and you have this drama and you have all this and that and you know it's fun and that to me is sort of all like c- kind of the aura and the lore of the of, of playoff hockey
1: but yeah
0: uh, but i also understand you know the idea of getting extra players you know some playoff experience too so mm-hmm. you know i i think it really comes down to you know depends what you want right like, that's true Depends what you you most value most prioritize um and uh you know i don't know like you know like when scott helson gave his speech um in february in and the all-star game you know like my sense was like nothing and we know well in this league like nothing's ever written in stone right like no you know, the lead where you know it's constantly evolving constantly changing that's kind of the nature of things right like you know it's there's turnover and there's, you know, it's a lead where, you know, sometimes they, they experiment with different rules and you know, different approaches that maybe will eventually be tried in the NHL. So, um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where you, you just have to adapt. Right. And kind of whatever, if you're a team, whatever is thrown at you, that's what you handle and that's what you deal with. And, and you, you do your best and you hope for the best. And I think that's where uh, the series is at now between Coachella and Calgary. But uh, yeah, it is. I guess it's a shame just in the sense that, you know, whether it was best of five, best of three, best of seven, that one of these teams goes home because, um, you know, these are just. These teams are, are so evenly matched, so neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it really, I think, does come down to like a play like, you know, that, you know, game three winner where, you know, just you float a puck at the net and. Hope you get a a stream kind of uh, flashing uh, past the goalie and, and, and hope for the best. And lo and behold, it goes in. It beats the uh, league uh, MVP, uh, lead top goalie. Um, and then you have your own goalie, Joey DeCord. You know, putting up to 59 saves himself. Uh, certainly showing sure that he can go, um, you know, save for save with uh, the best in the league.
1: Well, all four series, uh, Hershey against Hartford, Toronto against Rochester, Texas versus Milwaukee, Calgary versus Coachella Valley. All three of those uh, game threes will take place Wednesday night, May 17th. Uh, So by the end of the night on Wednesday, there could be a lot of news in terms of uh, who's advancing to the conference finals and who's not. Um, or it could be a a lot of, okay, well, to be continued on Friday for game four. So when we're back next week, uh, I imagine that we will have uh, quite a preview of the conference final series uh, with Patrick, and we're looking forward to that. Be sure you catch some of this uh, division final action this week as well. All right, Patrick, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, We're going to hear from our sponsors over at DraftKings and Raycon. And on the other side, we're going to talk a bit about the big news that came out of last week's AHL Board of Governors meeting, and that is President Scott Housen inking a contract extension, uh, which is terrific news for Housen and the AHL. So we're going to talk about that on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Press Own podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings, Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Think you know who's going to win between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Florida Panthers? Or maybe you're feeling a certain way about how Vegas or Seattle is going to do. Whatever your choice is, go to DraftKings Sportsbook and make your bets before round two begins. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.ma.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope N Y four six y 467369 in Kansas call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS 21 and over in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for offer details see draftkings.com/sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources Let's face it, with coffee starting at 5 bucks, yes, even without any customizations, and our bank accounts somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate, or dupe, is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on? Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point so you can listen to what you want when you want without breaking the bank. Now, why would you want to spend a little bit less on earbuds? Well, because let's face it, getting good quality earbuds or headphones can sometimes really break the bank. And to find a product that has premium quality audio with tons of features, at a really reasonable price, is kind of one of those leprechauns that you want to take advantage of. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other, more big-name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options. And right now you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. And they offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews, and I have to say, I'm one of them. I am a Raycon user. I have a pair of the Everyday Earbuds, and they're just phenomenal. They are so comfortable. There are lots of different custom gel tips so you get a perfect really comfortable in-ear fit uh, really good um, noise isolation there's an awareness mode so you can let some some outside noise seep in if you want to be aware of what's going on around you customizable sound profiles earbud tap functions you name it these earbuds have it so what to do now go to buyraycon.com thpn today and get 15 percent off your raycon order That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off buyraycon.com slash THPN. Welcome back to the Press Own podcast right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Media and an affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Big thanks to our sponsors over at DraftKings and Raycon Audio for their messages and incentives for our listeners that you just heard. And uh, like I said, welcome back. My name is Amy Johnson, the host of the show, lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. And also joined, of course, by the guy who our editor-in-chief, Rick Stevens, coins, the AHL guru, the one and only Patrick Williams. Uh, be sure you follow Patrick on Twitter at PWilliamsAHL. You can find me on Twitter at Flyers Rule. And of course, be sure you're following the AHL report. You can follow us on Twitter at the AHL Report. Be sure you're subscribed to this podcast. Uh, Leave us a review if you're able to, if you're listening on Apple Music uh, or on Spotify. And of course, be sure to share this podcast. Just tap that share button, share this podcast on your favorite social media platform and let your friends and other fellow hockey fans know that you enjoy listening to the press zone. Patrick, we mentioned last week that uh, while we were recording the show last week, the AHL Board of Governors meeting was taking place. Now, there will be another meeting uh, later this summer, uh, usually in June, correct? I think um, it's like June, yeah, is, June, no, June it, July?
0: It goes into July, yes. Yeah. It's the one down in Hilton Head. That's South right. South Carolina, the, uh, kind of the big, the big one.
1: The uh, big to-do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we
0: get everybody all in one place, you know, for, you know, Several days, and yeah, they—that's where they kind of hammer out uh, some of their business.
1: So this one was a little more uh, abbreviated, just one day, single meeting, but big, uh, some, some, some big topic uh, on the agenda, and that of course was uh, the contract extension for Scott Housen. Uh We know that Scott Housen, of course, uh, replacing Dave Andrews three years ago as the AHL's president. Um, of course, no one knew at the time uh, that m- just mere weeks after taking the reins, mere months after taking uh, the reins, that the COVID-19 pandemic uh, and and subsequent lockdowns would hit. Um, Scott Housen getting voted through, though, with a, a multi-year contract extension ahead of him. So, Patrick, can we j- just talk just a bit about, um, you know, what scott housen had to traverse in his in his first contract of three years uh with with uh, the ahl and the the way he successfully managed to get through the pandemic have a, a relatively quick turnaround and get things uh back to normal as quickly as possible for the league um as well as you know now what's kind of what are the next steps what does he have to look forward to as well
0: well, yeah, I go back, and I have I think I've mentioned this before here, that, you know, I think back to that um, January 2020 at the All-Star Game in Ontario. Uh, that's when Dave, that was Dave Andrews' uh, kind of final um, hurrah as the uh, president, CEO of the AHL. And obviously, a lot of the talk at that time turned to, okay, you know, who's going to take over? And, you know, so they hire Scott Helson not, not too long after, and... uh he was originally, he was supposed to come in around May 1st of that year and, and kind of shadow uh, Dave for Mm -hmm. two months, you know, kind of learn the business, you know, on on a day to day, um, level and obviously meet people and, and, you know, network and do all the things you need to do to, to kind of shift into that role by July 1st of that year. And well, we know what happened in March, 2020 that year. Yeah. Um, so that, so that whole, uh, mentorship, um, never happened in the sense of like, you know, him getting to work side by side in person with Dave and, um, he took over and, you know, the lead went 11 months between games, um, between March, 2020 and February of 21. Um, and then we all, we all know know that when the lead came back in February, uh, 2021, it was in a much different place, right? <laughs> yes. It was, uh, Three teams weren't playing. Uh, you had several split affiliations. You had, uh, it was really several leagues in one, like you had these little pockets of teams. You had the New England pocket. You had kind of a group of uh, Pennsylvania teams and Binghamton at the time. Mm-hmm. The Midwest, you had the West Coast, et cetera. Uh, you had the Canadian division um, and everybody kind of played a, a short schedule. Um, you know, there was no real playoffs to speak of. Um, they got through that year, the sense was that coming into the 21-22 season that, okay, things seem like they're settling down a little bit. Uh, this is going to be normal. And it was for about two months. And then there was that resurgence uh, with COVID. And uh, the league went through that uh, about a good six to eight weeks of more um, turmoil. In the, yep. that, um, the, the taxi squads came back and, and I'll never forget the stat. There was 1500 transactions in one month. <laughs> to and from the HL just
1: mind boggling um, so, you know you think all right you know there's
0: 32 teams you know roughly I don't know a little a little you know a little bit under 50 transactions per team on average in that month <laughs> so um it was you know obviously chaotic and then you know things settled down once again and I think you know last season was sort of the, the real you know the playoffs you know things started to feel normal again but even then, there was still COVID was um, very much kind of like in the picture.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Coming this year, um, you have a 72-game schedule. That was one of his big um, yes, uh, big achievements in terms of, um, you know, really getting the schedule standardized you know, and, and just having kind of just that, that stability and just making it easier, right? Just like when you look at the standings that you don't have. Yeah. You know, one team playing 76 games, one, one at 72, one at 68, right? Like, so everyone's on the same schedule and that, that was a, definitely that took a lot of uh, finessing to make that happen. Sure. Like, several teams had to, to give up games. Other teams had to add games. Um, there's obviously a significant financial component uh, to both, mm-hmm. to both of those moves. Um, and then it was other, so necessary though. It was, it was. And, uh, it kind of went hand in hand with, with expanding the playoff field to 23 teams. Um, so that was something that was big for the NHL in terms of getting, you know, their prospects extra playoff experience. Coachella Valley came in. That was huge. Um, that was a long, that was a long slog because yeah. that was a team that's originally announced, um, i oh, sorry about that. Um, that was in the fall of 2019, which seems like a lifetime ago. Um, their original um, building plans fell through. Didn't look like uh, things might be salvageable. And then uh, they were saved. And now Coachella has obviously gone on to become, you know, big success in their first season, you know, both on and off the ice. And um, so you had that. And then you, you added, uh, you know, women were added, uh, you know, to the officiating, the on-ice officials crew. So that was another thing. So, you know, it's been, you know, it's been a kind of a, a chaotic hectic three years just by nature you know, mm-hmm. far on far beyond the hockey world. Um, so now I think th- it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Like if, you know, let's all hope and pray that the world's a little bit more stabilized, you know, <laughs> situations more stabilized. Yeah. Going forward. But, uh, to see kind of where he puts the, uh, his imprint on things, you know, like where does he take the league here in the next few years? Um, you know, in terms of you know, kind of his vision, uh, working with the AHL or working with the NHL, I should say, and uh, you know, kind of shaping it in his own mold. Because Dave Andrews, obviously, twenty six years in that position, um, tons of change during that time, and you know, Dave certainly put his imprint on things. So now we'll see kind of what the Scott House vision of the AHL is uh, at this point.
1: Well, that's. I think that's that's really the key thing now. I feel like, I almost feel like Scott Housing gets to sort of hit a reset button and say, okay, this is kind of how I was supposed to be able to start three years ago, without all of those obstacles and, and and impediments in my way that were beyond my control with world events. Um, so it's it's almost kind of, it's got to be refreshing, I would imagine, for House and to, to be able to finally now look forward at this new contract and say, okay, let's try this again without a global pandemic.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, let's hope that, you know, everyone said this was a one in a hundred year event, and let's hope it stays that way.
1: That's right. <laughs> That's right. I wrote the, uh,
0: the of, what would that be? <laughs> 2120? <laughs>
1: Something might like look that, like. yeah. what The hockey world might look like that. Would be all right. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, we don't need to see COVID or this pandemic or anything. You know, all the obviously the the health effects and the ramifications of that. Uh, we don't need to see any of that. Uh, you know, forget about hockey, just about life in general. That's right. Uh, we don't need to see that around.
1: Well, like, we. We certainly wish uh, Scott Housen the best of luck as he embarks on uh, his second contract as the president of the AHL. Looking forward to seeing uh, what what more comes from his tenure and administration. I know we've talked in the past about the fact that he's, uh, and he has mentioned even, that he is open to, uh, I know this is something that when Rick Stevens listens to this uh, podcast that, that'll his ears will perk up. That Scott Housen's a big data guy, and and would love to find a way to make uh, some of game statistics a bit more accessible to uh, to the media and to uh, coaches and so forth. So we'll be we'll of course be watching all of the things that could be coming down the road here. Uh, but best of luck to Scott Housen for sure, and congratulations to him as well. Um. All right. Well, Patrick, believe it or not. We've already skimmed all the way through the agenda for this week. Um, another another really fun show. I'm very much looking forward to seeing the results of all of the game action this week as the division final series uh, all wrap up this week. Um, we all know not to ask you for your predictions because it's, as you said earlier in the show, it's a fool's errand in this league. Uh, but I think if there's one thing we can count on that it's probably going to be some pretty exciting hockey this week.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got elimination games and, you know, you know, that is the thing with the best of five. You do get, you know, kind of right at the heart of the series pretty quick. So, so that aspect is pretty good. So but uh, yeah, you could see you're going to see one of the top two teams um, go out after this round. That alone will be and then you know two really high quality teams, Milwaukee and Texas as well. Yeah. Um, and then the potential in the East for what could be a Hershey Rochester conference final between top two oldest teams in the league um so that would be kind of uh, an interesting little you know for all the change in the league that's happened to see kind of the two old school markets in this league go at it you know that would be fun especially in a best of seven
1: absolutely well thank you as always for being here with us this week giving us a kind of an extended picture of your insight of things going on around the league we always love having you here awesome and uh, for all of you listening, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Press Home podcast. You can guarantee, uh, you can bet that we will be back again next Tuesday for another exciting edition. We'll have uh, more on the current status of the playoffs uh, for the Calder Cup as we look to set up the conference final series when we get together again next Tuesday. And of course, like we did today, if there's any additional Laval Rocket, Montreal Canadiens roster news, we'll bring that to you as well. And uh, with all of that, I want to wish all of our listeners who are north of the border a happy Victoria Day weekend. Enjoy your long weekend um, and uh, stay safe. Enjoy all of the NHL and AHL playoff hockey during your long weekend. And we'll see you back here again next Tuesday for another exciting episode of the Press Home Podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio.